Good morning, church. Good morning. It is always great to be here, and it's always an honor to come and, and worship God together. That's right. You know, uh, this was announced today, uh, Amel is going to be going into the full-time ministry. Yeah. And definitely that's, that's an answer prayer and uh, something that we've been praying for, and uh, so something that we're very excited about. Uh, you know, we're going to be leaving the campus ministry, and that's, that's definitely sad, because of all the relationships that we've made, but... Uh, uh, we're just open to whatever God's going to send us, we're going to go. Amen. Uh, it's, it's funny, but uh, we've been married for four months already. Wow. <laughs> and you know how, how I like getting you guys into you know, my life and what's going on, so I'm going to share a little bit of what's going on okay. lately. All right. So, you know, I, reality started to hit a little bit now. Oh, okay. All right. so this, this last month we went to uh, my family's, uh, my, well, her family, my family now. I went for an Easter dinner, and uh, her sister is a great cook. Oh. She made this cabbage salad, which was delicious, by the way. Um, but that cabbage salad had a, an effect in her stomachs. Oh, no. You know, we went home, and you know, we were ready to go to sleep, and my lovely wife says, you know, I'm not feeling very romantic tonight. So I thought, what's going on? Well, she, you know, she was feeling a little sick because of the uh, cabbage. So, like, you know, I feel like if you hug me too hard, I'm going to oh, yeah. let one go. It's been recorded, right? And I was like, you know what, babe, you know I love you so much, so go for it. You know, that's what love is for, right? I'm here, ready. So, so she did. And I didn't know that somebody so pretty could make the smell so bad. It was really, 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 really bad. So I was like, well, you know, we, yeah, I talked to her about this, right? So, you know, I want to, if I said, well, you know what, I want to feel, you know, good here, so... I'm gonna want, I'm gonna let one go out also. <laughs> and guess what? We ate the same thing. <laughs> so that room was stinky as it never been. We opened all the windows, we opened the door, there's Febreze going on, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning. And at that moment I realized that the honeymoon was over. <laughs> But it, but it, it's, been, it's been an incredible time, and uh, I also want to share this. This last Friday with the campus ministry, uh, we did a we did a fight, we had a fight night, a fight night, and I and I just by the way I didn't ask about this because I knew that they might stop it. I I, I didn't ask Rafael or Marty because you know they might say you know that's not a good idea. So I was like I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to take the blame for it. So we we had a fight night. And you know, and the brothers got gloves on, and we went at it. There was blood. I don't see any black eyes today, which I'm grateful for. Uh, I put the gloves on and went against Justin. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty fun. Uh, but that night also, we, we talked about uh, something different. We talked about, it was only men, so I asked him, asked him a question. I asked him, how many of you grew up 
without having a father in your life. And almost the whole room lifts their hands. It's probably about two guys that didn't. And that just broke my heart. Because when we realize how much we need a father. And, and looking at, you know, disciples that didn't really grow up with parents. Uh, it's really hard to see how, how they would actually follow God and imitate God if they didn't have a father figure. Uh, can you go to the next slide? Give me, give me my water. Um, A.W. Tozer said, the most important thing about you is what you think about when you think about God. The most important thing about you is what you think about when you think about God. You know, some people might say, well, no, the most important thing in life is what you do for others. The most important thing is do you have integrity? Do you have honor? Do you have character? But really, what we think about God is what can make all those decisions. It's what can move us to make all those decisions. So, what we think about God is really, really, really important. And the image that, that we have about God, for many people, has been very distorted. Because when we look at our fathers, and many of us didn't have one. Many of us had fathers that were not really good, that were not a good example. And how, can we go, how are we going to look at God and see that God is a good God. That He's a good Father. If we didn't have one. Uh, and many people go in life without realizing that there's something missing in them. You know, but there's really good news. Because God has sent Jesus so that we can have that image. That we can change our image about God and we can now through Jesus see the Father. Can you go to the next slide? First uh, John 3, 1, if you take notes. The Bible says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. How great is the love that the Father has lavished. You know the word lavish means unlimited. It doesn't stop. It's like if you're... Uh, the Ni- Ni- Niagara Falls, and there's water just falling on you. Take that for a picture. Unlimited. And when Jesus came, He taught us that now we need to see God as a Father. And this was very, very weird in the Old Testament. Because they saw God as somebody that they needed to respect. They saw a God as somebody that it was an authority figure, that somebody they need to fear. And Jesus came and introduced us to God as a father. Amen. And this was a revolutionary idea. That when we pray now, we pray, Father. And many people can really say, well, that, that sounds good, but I don't know how to see God as a father because I didn't have a father. And, and the problem is that many of us see the relationship that we have with our Father. That the same relation is, relationship is going to be the same as God. 
That if my father was absent, then God is absent. That if my father was abuse, abusive, then God is abusive. And that is not a coincidence. There's 25 million kids in the United States growing without a father. Just in the United States. I have some other stats here. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists motivated by this uh, displaced anger come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 85% of youth sitting in prisons grew up with fatherless homes. We have a big problem. And it's not coincidence. The devil has been working on this. And he has his hand all over the place. But you know something very encouraging? Is that God also has been working. Uh, let's go to the Bible. Let's go to Malachi, verse 4. Chapter, chapter 4, verse 5. And this lesson uh, might be a little deep for some of you. It might bring some things from your past. But I think we need to realize what God wants us to see in Him. That He wants us to see Him as a perfect Father, not as a distorted image that we have from our parents. Malachi 4, chapter verse 5. Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. These are the last words of the Old Testament. The Bible says, See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of, uh, of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts to the children to their fathers. Or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. God says that at that last day, He's going to turn the hearts of their fathers to their sons. And if that doesn't happen, He's going to bring a curse to the land. This is the last word that God closes the Old Testament with. He's been working on this for a long time. And you know, after the Old Testament, there's 400 years of silence. And in the New Testament, He comes back again and He mentions this again. Let's go to Luke 1 verse 17. Luke 1 verse 17 says, And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. 400 years of silence and God starts talking about this again. He is concerned in us having a father's figure. That we can have a father's figure that is accurate. You know, God has a plan that we can have a good relationship with Him. And there are things that He has placed in our hearts that we need from fathers. 
We need the blessing and approval from our parents. To hear that they, are, they feel proud of you. We all need that. We all need to have your, your father tell you, I approve of you. I love you. And he actually breaks protocol. Let's go to Matthew 3, verse 17. He knows how important this is. We're going to start reading verse 16. It says, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went out of the water. At that moment, the heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am very well pleased. You know, God knew how important this was. That He opened the heavens. After Jesus was baptized, He said, This is my Son. I am pleased with Him. I am proud of Him. And I can just imagine people sitting there and looking at this and hearing God talking. Feeling jealous. And feeling, I would like to hear that from my Father. I, will, I need that from my Father. And, Jesus, and God knew Jesus needed it. Yeah. And you know what? After God did that with Jesus, He started His ministry. He felt, my, God, my, my Father approves of me. Nothing can stop me. And you think and you, and you know how, how much impact Jesus did. You know, there's, there's things that we need from our fathers. So next slide. We need love. We need approval. We need acceptance. We need active participation. We need spoken belief. Love that is verbal, that expresses, that they will tell you and show you. You know, I love you. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't care what you do. I just love you. And let me show it to you. We all need that. We need approval from our fathers to tell us that we are doing a great job. You are doing a great job. If you hear that from your father, you feel just very encouraged. We need acceptance. That they will accept us for who we are. No matter how you grew up, no matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are, that they will accept you for who you are. We need active participation. A father that is involved in our lives. That will leave work and be willing to teach us things. That will teach you to ride the bike. That will teach you to swim. That will spend time with you. We need that. We need active participation in our lives. Spoken belief. That they will tell you, I believe in you. I'm your number one friend. You can get and you can achieve anything. If you hear that from your father, you just, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, you feel great. But you know, many of us didn't receive that. Many of us just got a couple. Many of us didn't get anything. 
And we go in life feeling like we are missing something. And we can't figure it out. And some of you might say, well, that's not really that important. You know what? Uh, I grew up and I'm okay and, and I don't need that. That is so important. That is very important. And, you know, the relationship with my dad, I didn't get that at all. Um, when I was a kid, I remember him trying to, you know, be loving, but I just have like a couple of images. But other than that, um, he was a really bad example. Um, I was sharing recently that when I asked about sex, he told me, I'm going to take you to a prostitute. Um, that I, I caught him a couple times uh, cheating on my wife, on my mom. <laughs> that I found him. Um, that when I asked for advice, he would not give it to me. That he would just ask for a list of things for me to do, and then he would give me approval. So, I grew up with all these things, and every man that I will find, I will try to see as an example. And eventually, I came to church, and that changed everything. And then I found out about God, and then I realized that my dad couldn't give me any of those things because he didn't have any of those things, because because he didn't know how to do it. He didn't receive it also. And I was able to forgive my dad. And we have, a, we have a great relationship now. But it was until I found God that I was able to see that I can have a perfect father. That I can have a father that loves me no matter what. That a father that accepts me and that loves me and that believes in me and is participant and that accepts me. You know, that Friday when I was talking to the guys, I realized that I was not the only one that didn't have any of those things. That many, if I were to ask here, let's ask it. How many of you didn't grow up with a father figure in your life? With a father being involved in your life? Many of us. And see, we go in life thinking that God is like our fathers. And we go in life thinking that, you know, we're missing something. And it's until we find God that we can realize that we can have a father in God. You know, there's different kind of fathers that we can have. Next slide, please. There's uh, the encouraging father. This is the father that actually gets involved in people's lives and you tell them, you know, I'm your number, number one fan. I love you. You're great. And this kid will grow up thinking, you know, if my dad is encouraging, if my dad is very encouraging to me, then God, I can see God as a, a God that is encouraging. Next one is an abusive father. This one is that for any reason in life, uh, he just can't control, and he's unpredictable. He's abusive uh, physically. He's abusive sexually. He's abusive verbally. 
And when we start matching those up, and we think of, well, if, if my dad is abusive, if my dad is not, he can't control his emotions, then how can I see God as somebody that can do the same? How can I see God as somebody that is not abusive? If I didn't have an example of that. Next one is an absent father. This is the father that maybe because of that, maybe a sickness, maybe a decision, decided to leave your house or to leave you, and he wasn't there. And you grew up without a father. And then when you start thinking, if my dad is absent, if my dad wasn't here with me, how can I see God as somebody that can be involved in my life? The next one is the passive father. This is the one that he's always wearing shorts at home. (laughs) Because the wife is the one wearing the pants. And he's just waiting for somebody to take action. And for some reason, he can't make decisions. And some of you grew up with, with a father like that. The next one is the father that is based, a uh, performance-based father. This one is the one, hey, you want a blessing? Sure, I'll give it to you. Here's a list of the things that you need to do. If you don't do them, they no blessing. I had that kind of father. And when we think, if my dad is a performance-based God, father, how can I see God as somebody that is not like that? So then in my relationship with God, well, I need to do this, I need to read my Bible, I need to pray, I need to do this, because if I don't do this, then God is not going to accept me. Then if I'm not doing it, and I'm not filling up all the list, and if I don't pray 30 minutes a day, and if I don't read my Bible 30 minutes a day, then I don't deserve the love of, my God, of, 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 of God. You know, and God is not a bigger picture of your dad. Let me go to the next one. God is not a bigger version of our earthly fathers. He is the perfect version of our early fathers. You know, maybe, maybe this for you might sound like, well, that's an encouragement for me because I had a great father. But you know, if you had an incredible father, let me tell you, God is even more incredible. Maybe you, you might say, well, my dad was never there. Let me tell you, God will always be there. My dad was bad with me. God is not like your dad. My dad never loved me. God is not like your dad. My dad never taught me anything. But God is not like your dad. God is the perfect earthly, the perfect picture of your dad. He's the perfect version of your dad. Let's go to Matthew 7, verse 7. As I said, I, I, I'm sharing this because 
I really believe that there's many people out there that are just going through life, believing lies that people have told them. And not understanding how much God really loves us. How much God really will be there for you. How much you can really have a, a perfect father. A father that you didn't have, a father that you don't have. You can have it in God. Matthew 7, verse 7. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for a bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would your Father in heaven give good gifts to you who ask Him? You know, He said that, what, if you're, if you're good and you, will, you wouldn't give a snake to your children, if He asked you for a bread, you wouldn't give Him a rock. We wouldn't do that, right? And God that is immensely bigger and more loving, how much more will He give us? How much more love will He give us? Everything that He says is true. Everything that He does is for a well-being. Romans 8. His motives are always pure. When He disciplines, He does it justly. And He disciplines. Everything He promised, He fulfills. And He will never leave you. You know, but some of us have believed the lies that the world has still had tell us. We have believed the lies that you cannot have a father. The devil is all over this. You can see it, 25 million kids. 25 million kids that cannot see God as a father. Because they didn't have a father. Many of us in this room, that it's really hard to see God as a father. Because our father was not good with us. And some of us, we even heard terrible things said to us. For example, I wish you were never born. You're good for nothing. You're a disgrace to this family. I always wanted a boy. For some, the last thing they heard was goodbye. For some, not even that. And we go through through life believing in this life. And we are scarred. And when we try to love God like this, we can't. So I just, I just want to encourage you. If, you. if you're visiting today, and maybe you cannot see God as a perfect father. If you cannot see God as a father at all. Maybe you didn't have a father. And you're here this morning. Let me, let me tell you, God is reaching out to you. God has you here for a reason. 
God wants to be that father in your life. He wants to provide all those things that you need. He wants to be that father that provides, that loves, that accepts. And if you don't have that, you know what? There's no way you're going to get that. There's no other way. You're going to go through life believing that God is just a bigger picture of your dad. And if you're a disciple, you might be hearing this and be like, well, you know, I had a great, a great father. And I had a father that was involved in my life, that was with me all the time, and they taught me different things, and taught me about God. Well, I'm grateful for you. And I think you should be grateful as well. And I think of those fathers that are hearing this and, and thinking, if you are providing this thing for your kids, are you being, what kind of picture are you painting for your kids? That when they see you, they're going to see God. They're going to compare it to God. And, you know, for some of you, you might have been spared of all of this. But you have to think of all the people outside. You have to think of all your friends. You have to think of all your family members. That you know that they didn't have a father in their life. And they are going through life just feeling empty. You know, it's really hard to, to be a Christian when you didn't have a father figure. Right. It's really hard to behave like a Christian when you didn't have a father figure. And it's until you come and realize how much God wants to be your perfect father. He says that He will lavish His love on you. Yeah. He says that He will give you everything that even your, perf- you know, your father that are good will give you something good. He will not give you a snake. How much more will he give you? And I just want to open your eyes to think of all the millions of people that are out there that didn't have this. And open your eyes for many of the people that are here today that didn't have a father figure. They can't get to figure it out how to live a Christian life. So, if you're hearing this, I, I just, I just want to remind you. I just want to remind you that God is your perfect Father. That God wants to be your perfect Father. Amen. That God has all these things for you. That He cares. That He loves you. That He accepts you. And uh, in, in a minute, I'll, I'll be, we'll be playing a, a little video of a, a compilation of a lot of scriptures and what God really believes about you. And I want you to look at that. And I want you to really think how that relates to your life. And I want you to, to get that blessing from God that maybe you didn't receive from your father. That maybe you didn't receive that father that your father told you, I accept you, I love you, I believe in you. But God can give that to you. So if you're visiting today, God can give that to you. There's no other way to get it. There's no other way to get that. And if you're a disciple, you need to open your eyes for the people that is in your life. Uh, after this, we're going to be dismissed.